Before we get to this week's episode, let's talk about our friends over at Roman. Roman swipes are convenient over-the-counter wipes that are clinically proven to help you last longer in bed. Dudes, did your ears perk up a little bit? Maybe something else did. They are uniquely formulated to reduce overstimulation without eliminating sensation altogether. In a 2019 study, Roman swipes were proven to increase time to orgasm by more than four times. To use, just remove the disposable swipe from its discrete pocket size pack, wipe it on the most sensitive part of your cack, and allow it to dry for about five minutes. When used as directed, Roman swipes will leave no scent or taste, so there is no transfer to you or your partner. They are safe, effective, and no prescription is needed. All orders include free two-day shipping and will arrive in unmarked packaging, so nobody knows what's showing up. Try today for as little as $2.75 per swipe. Head to GetRoman.com and get $15 off your first order by taking the free consultation. Do it today. That is GetRoman.com. And now, let's get to this week's episode of the podcast. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Between the Tackles, an NFL podcast hosted by yours truly, Matt Tweed. I am your host today for the episode, as always. If you are new to the episode, if it's your first time listening, please like, rate, review, subscribe, download the podcast. If you like what you hear, you can find us on all platforms that stream podcasts, your Apple, your Spotify, your Google, all those good spots. You can find us there. If you are a continued listener, if you're a rider of the podcast, thank you so much for the support. Please continue to ride. Please continue to support. Thank you so much for that. We're just getting started. Um, this week's episode is going to be a little different. Um, we are going to really just cover the the best bets and the gambling corner, um, and then we're going to dive into let's call it um, let's call it midterms. You know, we just had the general midterm elections. Um, we've got ten weeks of football under our belt in the NFL. And I think we've we've got enough evidence to kind of talk about who we really think are contenders and who we think um, you know really don't stand a chance to win this whole thing. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to go through the standings of each conference, so the Eastern and Western Conference, and by that I mean that was basketball, and by that I mean the AFC and the NFC. And then we're just going to basically break down each team where they were last year, where they are to this point, and then um, and then just kind of talk about. Um, if they're contenders, if we think it's for real or if we think it's kind of a flash in the pan. So, like I said, we'll start with best bets. Um, I don't have a whole lot to report other than um, I was really bad this week at picking games, um, at least for the best bets. Um, I My best bets for the podcast were Raiders minus five or five and a half and then Dallas minus five. Both those teams lost outright. And we're never, ever covering to be actually Dallas might have been, um, but never really felt good about either of those. Um, in my defense, in the Colts game, the Colts decided without telling anybody that they were just going to um, start Matt Ryan versus Sam Ellinger. And I handicapped that game with Sam Ellinger as the quarterback. So I will give myself a pass in that sense. Um, I don't, I honestly think that they should be fined. I don't think you should be allowed to do that. There's a reason why there's like injury reports and all of that. And they have gambling partners and a bunch of people gamble on these games legally. And the fact that they just decided to switch quarterbacks at the end, just by randomness, I think there should be a fine coming. Um, I'm a little biased, but you know, 
whatever. Um, so lost that one. The um, Las Vegas bet was just horrible. Uh, or sorry, the the Cowboys bet just ended up being horrible. There was a moment though where I thought that maybe um, there could be a chance they cover. And then Dak decided to, to do Dak things and just be completely erratic with the football. Um, so both those bets were not good. Um, I had a decent overall person, not that the not the non podcast bets. Um, I decided to go against my judgment, so I gave out two best bets and then I gave like a lean. I did more research and I started reading, and I decided to go the opposite way. So I actually went Buccaneers minus two and a half. I went Vikings plus six and a half. Um, and then I did go Bears minus two and a half, put a decent amount of chunk of change on that and lost. I did go Steelers minus one, um, and I did take the Cardinals, I believe. I forget what they went off at. Maybe plus three and a half. Yeah, it was plus three and a half. So I ended up going four and one um, on non-podcast bets, but I went 0 oh and two in podcast bets. So if we just want to go record-wise for the podcast, um, let me make sure I've got this right. The last time we did an episode... Best bets were uh, were um, eight and five, I believe. Um, it went to, sorry, were then nine and five, and then um, overall they were eleven and thirteen. Now they are nine and seven with my overall bets, though. Oh, I didn't do, um, and the tweed trifecta and the I believe the tweed trifecta and the parlay and stuff both lost. I'll have to double check. We'll we'll recap. Um, and regroup for next week. But best bets record now is nine and seven, which is still above 500, but um, we're hoping to get a little better than that. But four and one on non podcast bets straight up, which is nice. Okay. Um, so let's get into our midterms here. So, like I said, we're going to go through the, the NFC and the AFC. We're going to start in the AFC. We're going to go from one all the way down to 16 and talk about where they were last year in terms of DVOA, where they are this year, and if I believe, at the end of all this, we'll wrap it up, talking about who I believe the contenders are in each conference and if they got a shot to win this thing. So, obviously, your number one seed as of this morning, recording this Monday, so there is still a game being played tonight, which is between Philly and Washington. Um, my thought process won't really change around either of those teams, depending on no matter what the result of that game is. Um, but, we'll, you know, just for, for reference... The stats and everything are as of Monday morning. So if Philadelphia goes out and goes freaking bonkers, um, they may change in some of these. I don't anticipate – I'm looking at their numbers. I don't anticipate a big change in any of these for either um, Philadelphia or Washington. Um, It's not going to change how I feel about either team. But just wanted to put that disclaimer out there. There, This is Monday morning, so there is a game being played tonight um, that may not take into account some of these numbers. All that said, we're still going to go through this. So the number one seed in the AFC as of Monday morning with the Buffalo Bills losing and falling to third in their own division is the Kansas City Chiefs. They are 7-2. They are 2-0 in the division, 4-2 in their conference. They have um, a a really tough starting out strength of schedule, but remaining not that tough. Um, and their strength of victory, again, so far um, remaining is not going to be that tough. They've got, they had their toughest games. I think I mentioned this last week on the pod. 
They were the first team in NFL history to have their first eight games against teams that are all above 500, and seven of those teams made the playoffs last year. Toughest starting eight games ever in NFL history, um, and they were, I believe, six and two through those first eight games. Now they're seven and two off of their win yesterday against the Jags. So here's where um, Kansas. So Kansas City last year. We're gonna go through again last year's rankings and where they are this year compared to last year. So last year overall DVOA they were seventh. Um, previous year before that they were six. They were twelve and five last year. Um, they were third in offensive DVOA. Uh, 24th in defensive DVOA, third in special teams. Their estimated wins, they were about 11.5, which they hit the over on that, but right around where they thought they would be, they won 12 games. Their schedule, their strength of schedule was sixth um, in terms of DVOA, which is pretty tough. So um, their offensive DVOA um, last year was third. So they were the third best offense, and I forgot to bring up their defensive DVOA. Let's do that for last year, too. Their defensive DVOA from uh, 2021 was, um, like I mentioned, way down. They were 24th. Overall, though, they were 23rd in pass and 20th in rush, um, so not great. Offensively, last year, they were 3rd in pass, 10th in rush, um, but overall weighted, they were 3rd in total DVOA. So that compared to this year. They are first in offensive DVOA. They are um, second in pass, but they are 20th in rush. But just how big their variance is from pat from pass to rush, uh, that gives them a weighted DVOA of number one in 2022. In terms of their overall DVOA, they are fifth, though. Um, so that was just offense, remember. This total DVOA includes offense and defense. They are the best offense, obviously, as we just mentioned, but they're 22nd in defensive DVOA. And if we want to bring up um, the defensive stats from this year, the reason they are um, 22nd in defensive DVOA is they are 22nd in pass and 17th in rush, and their unadjusted is 22nd. With everything else weighted, they are 22nd. So not great um, in terms of where they are in total DVOA for defense, but their offense is so good um, that, you know, they're they're going to get weighted a little higher in overall DVOA. So, like I mentioned, their strength of schedule, their future schedule is 32nd. They have the easiest schedule um, you know, down the line in terms of DVOA. Um, so it's not going to be a shocker if they end up being like, I don't know, 14 and three or, or, you know, 13 and four, um, you know, maybe having a a game not go their way here and there, but as it pertains to to the rest of their year, it seems pretty self-explanatory. It's pretty laid out. Um, their current odds to win the Super Bowl right now, according to DVOA is their fourth, their 11.5% chance to win the Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, I think um, I think we can confidently say this is definitely a contender. Um, where they land after that, not necessarily sure. But when you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, you're going to be in a good spot. All right, moving on. Number two, Miami, second in the AFC. They are seven and three, two and one in the division, five and two in the conference. Their strength of schedule so far is five twenty seven, and their strength of victory four fifty three. As it pertains to last year, where were they last year? In terms of their overall DVOA, Miami was quite low. They were 25th. They were 24th in offense, but 10th in defense, but their special teams was terrible at 29. Their estimated wins were six. They actually outperformed that. They won nine games. 
Uh, their offensive, specifically DVOA, was, like I said, 24th. But when we break it down, 23rd in pass, 29th in rush. Um, and their schedule was 12th hardest in the league. Defensively, as we break down, they were 10th. But if we want to break it down, 9th in pass, 17th in rush. Um, and depending on or in how they kind of led for their um, – defensive schedule based on the offenses they were playing they were 30th so they had a pretty easy offensive schedule that they were going against in terms of their defense now this year overall dvoa for miami is seventh they are second in offense 23rd in defense their future schedule is eighth toughest and they've had the fifth toughest in the league so far if you want to break down their offensive dvoa here as we said, they're second. First in pass, 17th in rush, and they're ninth toughest in terms of playing tough defenses. Defensively, much lower on the spectrum. 28th in pass, 8th in rush. So a good rush defense, but can really be torn up with the pass. Um, again, if we want to look at that, Miami has the 8th has the best odds to win the Super Bowl right now. Um, I think a lot of that is we're still not sold on Tua. I'm still not sold on Tua. However, he has made one of the biggest jumps we've probably ever seen in terms of, you know, the league history from his second to third year, you know. Um, all that said, I'm still not fully sold on him. Um, I think that there's definitely some limitations. Um, but all that said, the DVOA numbers bear it out um, with them being overall you know, the seventh best DVOA. There's a couple, there's a team up here, uh, maybe about two ahead of them that I, that I actually don't trust them as much as I do Miami. Um, there's probably some below them that I might trust a little more. They're right in the same spot. They're right in the spot that I would kind of put them at. That is Miami second seed, seventh overall in DVOA. Tennessee Titans, third seed in the AFC, six and three, three and oh in the division, five and two in the conference. They have a 476 strength of schedule, and their strength of victory is not great right now. They also hold the tiebreaker over Baltimore because of their win percentage in conference games. Let's look at their last year's DVOA. So, Tennessee, in total DVOA last year overall, they were 20th. Their offensive DVOA was also 20th. They were 21st in pass, 17th in rush. And defensively, though, they were 12th, not as high as I thought they were going to be. They were 11th in pass and 14th in offense. Let's look at their DVOA this year. They're 13th overall. Offensively, not going to be great. Offensively, they're 21st. They're 18th against the pass or with the pass and 16th rush DVOA. And defensively, though, they'll probably be pretty good. Defensively, they're ninth overall in DVOA. They're 14th against the pass, but the best team in the league against the rush. Um, as we look at their overall schedule, future schedule, so, so far their schedule, they've played the 29th easiest schedule. I would assume that means the number, the high number means toughest. Yeah, so they've played the 29th toughest schedule, but as we look at the future schedule, they've got the 10th, which is the 10th ranked schedule, which usually would mean the easiest schedule going forward. So maybe they can grab a couple more wins here. A lot of that's due to their division, um, but that is your Tennessee Titans. Again, I think they're pretty much a fraud. Um, I love. I have a buddy who's a big fan of the Titans. Um, I think he kind of knows that they're definitely overperforming. Uh, I don't know if it's going to change if Tannehill comes back. I don't know if he's going to come back, uh, but right now I just don't fully trust them. I definitely trust Baltimore and Buffalo and maybe even New York and maybe even Cincinnati. I definitely trust a lot of other teams above them that are lower than, than them in the standings right now. 
Fourth team in the AFC, Baltimore, 6-3 and three overall, 2-0 and oh in the division, 4-2 and two in the conference. They've had a 560 strength of schedule, so one of the toughest so far, and then 482 strength of victory. Let's look at uh, their team from last year, what their DVOA was. So last year, Baltimore's DVOA was 19th. Offensively, they were 16th with the pass, 11th with the rush, and defensively, they were... 28th overall in DVOA, 30th against the pass, and 4th, though, against the rush, so a really good rush defense. This year, Baltimore 3rd overall in DVOA with a passed schedule, so they've played the 3rd toughest, and going forward, they have the the 29th toughest, so it's pretty good. As it pertains to their offensive rating, Baltimore is also third in offensive DVOA, third with the passing DVOA, best rushing team in terms of DVOA in the league. As it pertains to defense, Baltimore, a little lower down on the list. 13th overall in defense, 11th against the pass, 19th against the rush. Listen, I had Baltimore as my AFC team this year to be the number one seed, but I had the Chiefs to be the overall champion in the AFC and win the Super Bowl. They're only one game back. They are one game back of being the one seed in this division or in this conference. So it's definitely still live. My bet is still available. It's still something that I can hit. Um, it's going to be tough. However, they again, they have the 29th easiest schedule going forward. And um, Kansas City has the 23rd. So, or that's defense, sorry. Uh, let me look up what they have overall. They have the, Sorry, we knew that. They have the easiest schedule moving forward, and Baltimore has the third easiest schedule moving forward. So it's going to be pretty much up in the air, and it's up for the grabs, the number one seed. Um, I think Baltimore is legit. I think Lamar Jackson is legit. I love him. Um, I'm a little biased, but I do love the guy. So I think they're definitely a contender. They're right up there. The Jets, fifth seed in the AFC. Right now, 6-3. and three. They are second in the AFC East, um, ahead of Baltimore because of their head-to-head win percentage. Um, so let's look at the Jets here last year. This is going to be a lot lower down on the list. The Jets... Um, in terms of overall DVOA, we're 26th. Offensively in DVOA, they were 22nd, 27th in their pass, 15th in rush DVOA offensively. Defensively, they were 32nd. 32nd against the pass, 26th against the rush. They were terrible. This year, though, 9th overall in DVOA. They've had the second toughest schedule, and to go six and three in the second toughest schedule is pretty impressive. And then they've had the they have the fifth though toughest because of their division, because of their conference. Again, it's going to be tough. Um, they have just a brutal schedule going forward too. So I expect these numbers to kind of drop off a little bit. But offensively this year, they are nineteenth, seventeenth with the pass, twelfth with the run. But defensively is where they've shined. They're sixth overall, sixth against the pass, tenth against the rush. So the the Jets are a tough a tough ask and a tough scenario because listen they're six and three and they've had the second toughest or maybe what was that the fifth toughest schedule so far no second toughest schedule so far and so that's why it's like man these are good numbers but Zach Wilson has not been playing well and they've still been winning eventually they're going to run into a a scenario in a situation where the play of their quarterback screws them. Probably, probably over and over. And so at some point, this DVOA is going to drop. It's going to go back to, they're probably going to end up right around, I don't want to say 500 because I don't think that's fair, but the the record is a little misleading based on their quarterback play. And as you see with the offensive DVOA numbers, I mean, they're 19th in offense. So normally a team that's actually a contender isn't, isn't 
that low in one of the categories, um, especially offensively. So I think it's going to drop a little bit, but they've been winning in spite of their quarterback, which is usually not how it goes. So shout out to them. Shout out what they've done this year. Robert Sala d- deserves a ton of credit. The defense deserves a ton of credit being the sixth best in the league in, in terms of DVOA. So you got to love that. But overall, are they a full-on contender? There's no chance. But that does not mean that they're not a year or two away. Just this year, they're not a contender. Um, okay, so next in the standings would be the Buffalo Bills, the third team in the AFC East, six and three in the conference, zero and two in the division, four and two in the conference, six oh two strength of schedule, and five twenty seven strength of victory so far. Where do they land in terms of last year's overall DVOA? They were the second best over in terms of total DVA last DVOA last year. Um, offensively, they were tenth. How that breaks down is ninth or 13th with the pass, 9th with the rush, and defensively last year, they were number one overall. We knew that. We heard about it all year. One against the pass, you couldn't pass on them, and rushing-wise, they were still top 15, almost top 10. They were 11th. This year, no shocker, Buffalo is first in DVOA. They are fifth in offense and first in defense. Again, just so good offensively and defensively. Um, Offensively, fifth in the pass, 21st in the rush, though we know they just can't run the ball. Overall, their schedule, um, sixth, it's been the sixth toughest, and the going forward, it's still the 11th toughest. Again, that's because their division's so tough, and they play in the AFC. Um, defensively and DVOA, again, like you said, you can't really pass on them, um, and you can't really run on them. They're just a great overall defense from, from top to bottom. Are they a contender? There's no question, but the Josh Allen, the Josh Allen, um, interceptions and turnovers have to be alarming he's got to get better in the red zone he's making really dumb decisions his his fumble on the goal on their own goal line last year when all they needed to do was kneel the ball to win the game cannot happen it is inexcusable indefensible it cannot happen his picks in the red zone continue to kill them um yeah i just yeah i i can't um Yeah, so all that said, are they a contender? You have to put them as a contender. Do I think that they've got the makeup to win a Super Bowl? I do not, but they have to be a contender um, to get there. But ultimately, do I think they can win it? I think it's going to be really tough, but you cannot have them as a contender to not get there. You have to. All right, seventh in the AFC, New England, five and four overall, one and one in the division, four and two in the conference. Um, they're, they have a tiebreaker over the Chargers right now based on strength of victory. Um, and they have a tiebreaker over Cincy because of percentage in conference games. But all this could shake out. Don't worry about that. So last year, overall, New England was fourth in total DVOA. They were ninth in offense, fourth in defense. This year, New England is 12th in DVOA. They've had the 17th easiest schedule and third toughest going forward. Again, all of this is attributed to the division they play in and the conference they play in. They play in the toughest division in football in terms of record-wise and DVOA right now. So offensively, this team's DVOA is 25th. They're 27th against the pass, 22nd against the rush. We knew that was going to be bad. Defensively, though, they're third. Second against the pass, but they don't stop the rush very well, but you just cannot throw on them. Their secondary is so freaking good. Um, are they a contender? No. Should they be frisky? Yes. Can you trust them with Mac Jones as their quarterback? No. And that's pretty much my analysis on them. You're limited by your quarterback, and that makes you not a contender. Chargers, eight, five, and four. Two and one in the division, four and two in the conference. They win the tiebreaker over Cincy because of the conference or the win percentage in conference games. Where were the Chargers last year? 12th overall in DVOA. 26th in defense, but 4th in offense. This year, 
Chargers are much lower. They are 24th in DVOA. They are their past strength of schedule is 21st, but their go- schedule going forward is super easy. Part of that because of their the two lower teams in their division between Denver and the the Raiders. All that said, their offensive DVOA numbers are not the greatest. 24th, they don't really throw the ball super well. They definitely don't rush the ball super well. They're 32nd in rush DVOA offensively. And then defensively, they're a little better. 12th against the pass, but 29th against the rush. They can't stop the rush. And that's Brandon Staley's calling card. Um, Like I said, their schedule moving forward is a little easier, so they're going to stack up some wins here and there. I think they end up making the playoffs, maybe sneak in. I do think it probably... What I think happens is the Jets and Patriots probably fall out, and the Chargers and Bengals end up making it in sneaking in but it's going to be tough both these teams have have dug themselves a hole and they've got to work out of it all right uh Bengals, like i said i think is going to end up sneaking in but right now they're outside of the playoffs looking in they are five and four um they are not tied with the, oh they're tied with the chargers and the patriots but we just talked about that nobody behind them is tied with him though so they don't hold a tiebreaker over anybody currently last year's numbers for this team that made the playoffs as we talked about before they kind of lucked into getting into the Super Bowl. The numbers bear it out. Last year, they were 17th in DVOA. I would love to know the lowest DVOA team to make the Super Bowl. 17th in DVOA, 18th in offense, 19th in defense, so they were very middle of the pack in everything. This year, they are 10th in DVOA. They are 8th in offense, 10th in defense. If you want to break that down even more, they are 12th with the passing offense, 5th with rushing offense. And then defensively, they are ninth against the pass and 12th against the rush. So very good overall, very solid, which is kind of shocking that they are struggling the way they are um, with their record. Um, but yeah, strength of schedule-wise, we want to look overall numbers. Cincinnati has played the ninth toughest, and they have the toughest going forward. Um, not great. Don't love to see that. They're not even top 10 in current Super Bowl odds, which is probably a little shocking seeing as the Seahawks and Buccaneers and Dolphins are all ahead of them. Um, But I think it's because of their strength of schedule moving forward that people are really starting to figure that they may miss the playoffs this year. Um, I love Burrow. I hate Zach Taylor. I think he's the biggest reason they're not going to make the playoffs. But I think Burrow is single-handedly keeping Zach Taylor's job and keeping this team afloat because, honestly, there's not a whole lot. And the defense is is sneaky good. But – Burrow's just so amazing. He's keeping them in games. All right, the Jeff Saturday coached Indianapolis Colts. They come in here at 10th, 4, 5, and 1. They are 1, 3, and 1 in the division, 4, 4, and 1 in the conference. Last year's numbers, the Colts were 11th in total DVOA. They were 13th in offense, 8th in defense this year. They are much lower on the list. They are 31st in DVOA, which is kind of shocking that they are even got the record they do. But they are 32nd in offense. The reason they're in so many games is because of their defense. They're 11th. Uh, Their strength of schedule, they've had the 22nd easiest schedule, and they've got middle of the pack, 15th easiest going forward. Do I think this team's a contender? Absolutely not. Does this team end up probably towards the bottom of the AFC? I think so. Um, That's all I've got. Cleveland Browns 11. These are gonna roll, we're going to roll through these. I'm not even going to really worry about DVOA with these. Cleveland Browns 3-6. and six. They are not a contender. Nowhere close. They're not making the playoffs. Broncos 3-6. and six. They are not making the playoffs. Steelers not making the playoffs. Jags not making the playoffs. Raiders not making the playoffs. And Texans probably the worst team in the AFC. 
All right, let's go to the NFC now. Where are we at here? We've got 25 minutes. Let's see if we can roll through this and end this episode on a good note. We are going to go back to DVOA for these top teams, though. Philadelphia, number one seed in the NFC and the number one overall record in the NFL. They are 2-0 in the division, 5-0 in the conference. If we look at DVOA numbers from last year, they are 15th in DVOA from last year, 11th in offense, 25th in defense. Compare that to this year. They are... 21st in DVOA. There's a lot of metrics. Oh, sorry, that's Pittsburgh. That's why that didn't make any sense. (laughs) I was like, what? Philadelphia, second in DVOA. My apologies. Second in DVOA. They are second in defense, fourth in offense. Let's break that down. Offensively, they have the fourth best pass and the fourth best rush. Again, when you're elite teams, you're going to have those high numbers in both. Uh, Defensively, though, they cannot stop the run. They struggle with it. 27th, but passing, you can't really throw on them. First in pass DVOA this year, two in overall defensive DVOA. Their strength of schedule has been pretty easy so far, and it's going to be pretty easy moving forward. Um, I think... That's attributing to the record a little bit, but I also think they're they're quite good. Um, I think they're a contender. You have to have them there. Do I think they have everything it takes to win the Super Bowl? I don't know, which is weird to say about a team that's 8-0. I'm not sold yet. I think they have some limitations. I'm still not sold. Jalen Hurts is it. I've got to see it to believe it type of mo- mode in a playoff. But all that said, they're 8-0. They're legit. They are super legit. You got to trust them. Um, okay. Minnesota, 8-1 and one at the two spot. Um, 3-0, in the, uh, 3-0 in the division, 6-1 and one in the conference. Let's look at their numbers from last year. Minnesota from last year was 16th in total DVOA, 16th on offense, 16th on defense. Exact. That is just mediocre. They were expected to win. Let's see what their expected wins were. They were expected to win 8 uh Almost nine games, and they won eight, so actually a little less than what they were expected. Let's look at their numbers from this year. Minnesota, 16th in DVOA, 17th in offense, 20th in defense. Their estimated wins was, oh, wow. Their estimated wins was only four and a half, and they're eight and one. Um, So definitely above all of that. Offensively, they are 17th overall. They are 19th against the pass, 9th against or 9th, 19th in pass, 8th, 9th in rush. And then in defensive terms, they are 15th pass, 15th rush. Again, definition of mediocre defense. Uh, their strength of schedule past is 13th, and going forward it's 21st. I attribute some of that to them playing the division they play in. Um, that's just the reality of some of this stuff here. So are they contenders? I don't think so, but you have to include them as a team to watch out for because they're eight and one. Um, all that said, though, um, yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at. They're not a contender, but you have to kind of take them seriously because they're eight and one. You say what's their best win? I think probably now is Buffalo, obviously, but Buffalo may fall apart, to be quite honest. Um, so yeah, okay, Seahawks. Three drops off significantly from eight and one now to six and four. The Seahawks, third best team in the NFC, which is just wild for me to say. Um, how is this the record? This doesn't seem right. 
Oh, wait. Yes, it does. Okay. Sorry. Um, Seattle, six and four. Remember, just a reminder. This is why I got thrown for a second. The reminder is the way that these these are ranked is the top four teams in each division based on their record are put in the top four, and then everybody below that is ranked accordingly based on record. So you're going to see three NFC East teams in here, and you're going to say, well, one of these teams is 6-4, and four, and then one of these teams is 5-5. Five and five. How is there a 7-2 and two team at the 5 spot? That's because the NFC East leader is 9-0, and oh, or 8-0, oh, sorry. So, sorry, third seed, 6-4, and four, Seattle. They are 2-1 and one in the division, in their division, 4-4 four and four in the conference. Last year's DVOA, ninth total. Seventh against or seventh offense, twenty first in defense. This year's ratings: sixth overall in DVOA, seventh in offense, eighteenth in defense. Their schedule in the past has been the twenty seventh, so super easy. Um, future schedule also is twenty seventh, super easy. Offensively, they are sixth with the pass, nineteenth in rushing. Against or in defensive terms, they're much lower. Uh, they are 17th against the pass, 14th against the rush. Are they a contender fully? No, only that because Geno Smith being their quarterback. The fact that they are the sixth best odds to win the Super Bowl is kind of puzzling. There's a bunch of teams that I think have better odds than that should have better odds than them. But you cannot deny what they've done is special. They're just not a legit Super Bowl contender in my mind. Tampa Bay at the four spot. Being five and five is kind of crazy, but their division stinks. Tampa Bay is five and five. They are two and one in their division, five and two in the conference. Their numbers from last year. They were the number three team overall in DVOA, first in offense, ninth in defense. This year, they are eighth overall in DVOA, sixteenth in offense, but seventh in defense. That defense is nasty. Offensively, they are eighth in pass, but they cannot run the football 29th. And then defensively, they are seventh against the pass, ninth against the rush. They're just a really solid, solid defensive team. Are they a contender? With Tom Brady, you have to say yes. Do I think they can win the Super Bowl? I do not. But everybody be prepared. There is absolutely a world right now where Tampa Bay hosts a playoff game. I mean, at this point, it would be against Daniel Jones. and then Kirk Cousins or Geno Smith. Because as it stands right now, Philadelphia would have the bye. Oh, no, sorry. It would be... Minnesota would take on um, the Commanders. 49ers would take on... Hold on. What would the... Let me look at what the playoffs would be if it if it ended today. Okay. So, playoff bracket as it would stand right now. Let me see the bracket. Can't get a bracket. Oh, wait. There's only seven teams. I don't know why I was acting like the eighth team would get in. Okay, yeah. So as it would as it stands right now, uh, San Francisco would be playing the, the Vikings. Dallas would be playing Seattle, and then New York would be playing Tampa. In Tampa, that's just wild. There's a world where Tom Brady could go through Daniel Jones, and then either Geno Smith 
Kirk Cousins, Dak, or Jimmy G to then end up maybe playing Philly or somebody else. That's wild to me. Just wild. So be prepared. It could happen that we have an NFC Championship game with like Kirk Cousins versus Tom Brady or Tom Brady versus, I don't know, Geno Smith. That's insane. All right. The fifth ranked team in the NFC, the Giants at 7-2. and two. Again, they are below these other teams that have way more losses than them, but that's because of how the divisions work. Uh, it should be changed, but that's just, you know, Anyway, uh, 0-1 in the division, but 3-2 and in the conference. Last year, their DVOA rankings. They were 31st in DVOA, 32nd in offense, but 18th in defense. This year, they are still 20th, 15th in offense, 24th in defense. Specifically, offensively, they are 13th with the pass, 14th with the rushing offense. Defensively, though, they are 23rd against the pass, 23rd against the rush. Very consistent in being very below average. Um, their strength of schedule, 15th toughest so far, but they got the 6th toughest moving forward um, as we move throughout the season. Do I think they're a contender? Definitely not. Daniel Jones is their quarterback. Um, but it's pretty remarkable that they're 7-2 and two right now with Daniel Jones as their quarterback. Okay, moving on. The Dallas Cowboys at number 6. So the Cowboys this year are six and three, two and one in their division, five and three in the conference. Last year, where were the Dallas Cowboys? They were the number one team in, in DVOA overall. They were sixth in offense, second in defense. Their estimated wins were thirteen, and they actually underperformed that. They had twelve. They went twelve and five. This year, Dallas is fourth in total overall DVOA. They are eleventh in offense, fourth in defense. Their estimated wins were seven almost eight, so they're definitely on pace to beat that. Um, They're definitely outperforming what we thought they were going to be. Offensively, specifically, if we break it down, um, they are 16th in pass, but second in rush. They're running the ball really, really well. Defensively, they are 4th against the pass and 11th against the rush, so they're actually doing much better against pass than they are the rush, which is kind of... The, the rush defense struggled yesterday struggled last night against the Packers but overall haven't been horrible but they've been a little worse than than anticipated their schedule for their overall DVOA uh the past schedule is 16th their future schedule moving forward is 26th so not the toughest schedule moving forward which will lead them to getting more and more wins and racking those up um but you have to be a little concerned as to what happened last night listen I know they have the fifth best percentage odds according to DVOA to win the Super Bowl I think they're definitely going to have a shot at getting to the NFC title game because the NFC is not very good um, I mean, most of these teams that I'm going to name off down the line are AFC. So I get having them high enough, but I just don't know if a Dak-led team is Super Bowl Super Bowl good. Are they a contender? I think so, but I'm still not ready to say they're a full-on contender. I don't trust Dak enough yet, um, but the defense is legit. There's no question. All right, seventh, San Francisco 49ers, 5-4 and four overall, 3-0 and oh in the division, 4-2 and two in their conference. Um, last year, the Niners at this time were sixth overall in DVOA, fifth on offense, seventh on defense. This year, they are 11th, so a little lower. Their estimated wins um, were 5.5, so they're definitely going to hit that over. Um, I think they were thinking with Trey Lance and just kind of all the movement and injuries and things like that. But um, overall, 14th in offense, 8th in defense more specifically. 
Um, offensively, they're seventh in pass, but 23rd in the rush. But McCaffrey will help that throughout the year. Um, and Shanahan's just really good at drawing up the rush. They're 10th in pass defense and third in rush defense, which leads to the eighth overall DVOA in defense. Uh, their schedule so far has been very easy. So the fact that they're five and four with that easy schedule is kind of a bummer. And it's, but it is easy moving forward too. Um, I can't tell if one means good or bad. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Either way, um, they're the 30th rank. They were the 30th rank schedule so far, and they're the 28th rank schedule moving forward. Whether that means easy or bad, we'll never know. Um, okay. Do I think they're a contender? Yes, I think they absolutely are a contender. I think that the way that Shanahan works, I think the way that they can drop the offense, the way they run the ball, and the way that they can get to the quarterback is legit. Um, their odds to win the Super Bowl right now in terms of DVOA are, are only 10th, but their odds that you can get let me pull this up here just so I don't screw this up. I believe their odds on FanDuel to win the title are 10 to 1, which tells you that even though they're 10th in DVOA, Vegas thinks that they're legit. Fourth best odds at 10 to 1. I still think it's worth a look. You're getting double-digit odds. You can put 100 to win 1,000. You can do 1,000 to win 10. I think it's a great look right there. I would definitely put the bet down. Already have. Done it twice. I have also have the Ravens at 13-1. to 1. Also had the Chiefs preseason um, with a heavier bet. All that said, um, I do believe that the 49ers are legit and should be considered absolute contenders. Okay, um... Commanders at eight, like I screwed up last time, they are just outside of the line. It's seven teams, not eight. Just outside of the line, so that means also the Chargers are outside looking in right now. I did two teams. All that would have to happen in the – so there, there's only seven spots, basically, and I did some math wrong for the AFC. Okay, Commanders, four and five of the eight spot right now, 0-2 oh in the division, two and four in the conference. Last year their numbers – not good. 22nd in DVOA, 21st in offense, 27th in defense. This year, 23rd, 27th in offense, 12th in defense. Uh, their strength of schedule, they've had the 8th ranked schedule so far. They've got the 22, 22nd ranked schedule moving forward. Offensively, more specifically, they are really struggling to do a lot. They're 27th overall in offense. They just can't really do anything. 29th against the pass. Or sorry, 29th in passing, 28th in rushing. And defensively, it's where they're a little better. Second against the rush, 21st against the pass. So they are really shutting the run down, but they cannot stop the pass super well. Are they a contender? Definitely not. Taylor Heineke is your quarterback, so you're definitely not a contender. Um, do I think they can squeak into the playoffs? It's definitely possible. It's going to take a lot of work, though. It starts tonight, though. They play the Eagles. If they can beat the Eagles tonight and get to 5-5, five and five, that's a that's a definite step in, in sneaking into the playoffs. But right now, I just don't see it possible. Um, we'll do two more, and then we'll round out the rest. So top 10 here. So uh, Packers at 9. They're 4-6 and six overall, 1-2 and two in their division, 3-4 and four in the conference. Last year, the Packers, in terms of DVOA, they were 8th. Their estimated wins were almost 11. They got to 13. Uh, they had second in offense, but 22nd in defense last year. This year, they are 14th overall in DVOA, 9th in offense, 17th in defense. Their schedule so far, they've had the 7th ranked schedule so far, 14th ranked moving forward. 
Break it down offensively. Ninth in offensive DVOA, 15th with the pass, 6th with the rush. Defensively, 17th, 8th against the pass, but they cannot stop the run. They're 30th in stopping the run. Are they contenders? Nope. Should they be considered even like a threat? Nope. I know what they did to Dallas was good, but Dallas had to have three turnovers to be able to give that to them. And credit and granted that the Packers still had to take advantage of those, but I just can't I can't imagine Dak continuing to have that bad of a game moving forward. Maybe he does, though. I just don't think the Packers are for real. All right, and finally, the 10th best team in the NFC, the Falcons, by record. They have the tiebreaker over um, Arizona based on conference win percentage, and the Packers had that tiebreaker over Atlanta based on strength of victory. Falcons, 4-6 and six as well, 1-3 and three in their division, 3-4 and four in the conference. Last year, the Falcons were not good. They were 30th in DVOA. They were 30th or 28th in offense, 30th in defense. This year, they are 18th, massive jump. Uh, 12th in, in offense, still not good in defense, though. 30th in defensive DVOA. Their schedule has been the 24th ranked schedule so far, 24th headed forward. Um, breaking down the offensive numbers a little bit more, they're 14th with the pass, 7th in rushing. But defensively, they really struggle. Uh, like I said, they are not a good defensive team, cannot defend the pass, and cannot stop the run. 30th ranked overall defense. Are they a contender? Absolutely not. Are they a fun story? Yep. Um, is there a possibility they lose most of their games going forward? Also true. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's an easy division, but the conference, based on who they're going to have to play, you know, not great. I don't have any confidence in them to win any of their games moving forward. They do play the Bears this weekend, who is the worst team in the NFC by record and a tiebreaker technically, um, but I do actually think the Bears could beat them. All right, to finish this off, Cardinals 4-6, and six, Lions 3-6, and six, Rams 3-6. and six. The Lions actually hold a tiebreaker over the Rams because of their win percentage in conference games. Panthers 3-7, and seven, they win the tiebreaker over both New Orleans and Chicago. They win it over New Orleans because of the division tiebreak. Um, they, they won the tiebreak because of head-to-head, and they win the tiebreak over Chicago because of the win percentage in conference games. Saints have the win percentage in conference games as well. At 15, they are 3-7, and seven, and the Bears are 16 at 3-7. and seven. So three teams at 3-7 and seven and a bunch of teams that are 3-6 and six and 3-7. and seven. That is your midterm check-in, your midterm um, update for each NFL team. Let's break that down further. Okay, so who do I think actually can win this thing? Kansas City. Miami, Baltimore, and Buffalo in the AFC. So there's your four. In the NFC, Philly, San Francisco, that's it. So six teams. So if I were to rank them one through six, I would go Kansas City one. Baltimore 2, Buffalo 3, Miami 4, or sorry, uh, that, that's just the AFC. But if we're going to rank all six, I would go Kansas City, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Baltimore, Miami, San Francisco. That's your six. That's the six teams that I think can win the Super Bowl, and that's how I'd rank them 1 to 6. All right, where are we at? 
45 minutes. Okay, let's take another, like, I don't know, 5, 10 minutes, and let's preview the week that's upcoming, week 11 in the NFL, starting with the Thursday night game, Packers taking on the Titans at home. Packers right now at three-point favorites at FanDuel. Um, I think the Packers may have turned a corner in terms of how they're going to play, but I still don't think they're contenders. I still would take the Packers at minus three. I like that number. You're right on a push line, even if they win by three. Um, all that said, love that. Panthers taking on the Ravens. Ravens at home, minus 10.5. I think the Panthers stink. I think the Ravens are really good. I think they're going to start to get a groove here. I would take the Panthers minus 10.5 there. If you can get it to 10, that'd be better, but I would take it 10.5. Bills taking on the Browns. Bills at home, favored by 9.5 here. Um, I don't think the Browns are good. I think the Bills are. However, I just don't know if Josh Allen is going to keep turning the ball over. I don't know if he's going to play either. This number obviously makes me think he is going to play. Um, but I can't keep betting. I keep betting on the Browns and I keep losing. So I'm gonna take the Bills minus nine and a half. Eagles taking on the Colts. Colts at home plus seven and a half. Um, this I assume is Matt Ryan at quarterback. Can't know for sure. But if it's no matter who it is, I'm going Eagles minus seven and a half. Jets taking on the Patriots. Patriots at home minus three and a half. Um, this one's tough. These teams just recently played, didn't they? If I remember correctly. Yeah, and it was 22-17, Patriots won. This is probably the reason for the line. I think it was like seven before, and now it's down to three and a half. Could the Jets win outright? Yep, but I just, I have the Patriots shutting down Zach Wilson again and really just going ground and pound um, with, like we said, with all the DVOA numbers. Yes, the Jets are sixth in defense overall, but... They're 10th against the rush. New England offensively is, you know, going to be, is always pretty good with the rush. Um, but they're not doing so hot this year with the rush. You know, what is it? Three and a half? Screw it. Jets, give me Jets plus three and a half. Commanders taking on the Texans. Texans at home. Underdogs plus two and a half. I'm taking Commanders minus two and a half. Texans stink. Rams taking on the Saints. Um, Saints at home favored by three and a half. No Cooper Cup for the Rams. Probably going to be John Wolford again. Um, Saints look like they'll be with Andy Dalton, but I just don't think I can lay that number with the Saints at all. Um, I'm going to stay away, but if I had to make a bet, I would go Rams plus three and a half. Lions taking on the Giants. Giants at home favored by three. Um, I don't know why this line is as close as it is. Um, I'm going to say... Giants minus three. Bears taking on the Falcons. Falcons at home favored by three. I'm going to take the Bears plus three. I'm going to take them on the money line as well, plus 140. I know I'm a sucker for these Bears because they're so fun, and Justin Fields is – the honestly, the turnaround he's made is is pretty remarkable. Um, I had a buddy text me and say, it's like young Derrick Rose, basically. Like from year one to like year three, it was insane. Um, I'm a sucker for it, but I got to keep betting them. Bears plus three. Money line plus 140. Raiders taking on the Broncos in the slate of 4 o'clock games. Broncos at home favored by 2.5. I get that. They're under a field goal. However, I'm probably still going to take the Raiders plus 2.5. Um, I just think they're better than the Broncos. I think they went outright. I'll even take some on the money line plus 130. Cowboys-Vikings. 
This line opened, which made no sense, as Cowboys as two-and-a-half-point favorites. It has already been bet down. However, the Cowboys are on the road in favor. The Vikings are underdogs at home. Take them. Hammer it while you can, and they're still plus money, plus one-and-a-half, plus 100 on the money line. Do it. Bengals, Steelers. Steelers at home. Home underdog, plus four-and-a-half. The Bengals are just better overall. If this number was a field goal, this would be hammered. Um, I'm going to take this, the Bengals minus four and a half, but it's a divisional game. I'll see why people will start to run in on the Steelers at plus four and a half. I don't see it. Take the Steelers or take the Bengals minus four and a half. All right, Chiefs taking on Chargers. Listen, this is my rule. You know this. Don't care what it is. Chargers are on the or Chargers are at home, but they're seven point underdogs. Chiefs right in that number. Like I said, if it's a touchdown or less, I'm taking them no matter what it is. Chiefs give it to me minus seven. And then 49ers and Cardinals in the Monday night game. Cardinals at home, but road dogs plus eight against the 49ers who are minus eight. On the road, I think that's a ton of points for them to cover again um, against a team that can score. But the Cardinals are better on the road than they are at home. I'm probably going to stay away, but if I had to lean, I would lean 49ers minus 8. I don't love that. Um, But the Cardinals aren't good at home. And if it's a Call of Duty XP weekend, you know the Cardinals ain't winning. Um, I'm going to take the 49ers a lean minus 8. And then for our best bets, I know this is super early because we're doing this on a Monday, but I wanted to get these DVOA ratings out to you after they just dropped. Um, Let's see here. Man, Vegas is so good right now. Um, Best bets, Commanders minus 2.5 for sure. And then I'm going to go Broncos minus 2.5 as the other best bet as well, as for the tweet trifecta, you know what that is. We're in the gambling corner now. That is a three-team parlay. We're going to throw a four-teamer here, though. We're going to go Ravens. We're going to go Eagles. We're going to go Commanders. And then we're going to go Broncos. That's our four-teamer there. That's a plus three. It's a three-to-one bet, plus 300 bet there. Um as, let's see if we can find a teaser now, though. Let's see if we can find some big numbers. Yep, so we're obviously going to do Eagles. They're right at that 7.5. Do the Bills as well. We'll tease down the Ravens. I'm trying to find all 1 o'clock games here. And then we'll tease the Bears up. So as we tease this one, 7-point teaser here. We get the Eagles down to a half, Bills down to 2.5. Ravens down to five and a half within a touchdown number, and then Bears up to ten. That that pays plus one eighty on a seven point teaser. So just a reminder: the um, tweet trifecta parlay was a four teamer: Ravens, Bills, Eagles, Commanders. Or no, maybe I didn't do the Bills. Sorry, it was Ravens, um, Eagles, Commanders, and Broncos. And then the teaser is Eagles down to a half, Bills down to two and a half, Ravens down to five, Bears up to plus 10 for plus 180. Parlay was three to one. That is going to do it for another episode of Between the Tackles. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you're new, please like, rate, review, subscribe if you like what you heard. If you're a writer, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. We love you. That's going to do it for this week. All right, fam. We'll catch you next week. Peace.